Hello. Ah, uh, yeah, grab your food, guys. Um, I have some fun, relax, chill. Today's <laughs> gonna be a chill podcast from Indonesia. I'm Dimitri, this is Isabella, and this is Sandra. They're my friends from uh, that we share the same share house with, so we live together. And today's topic of the podcast is going to be housing and living in Korea generally. So yeah, uh, can you please introduce yourselves, guys? Um, Sorry from Isabella. I'm Isabella. What else? <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I'm Isabella. I came to Korea to study, and now I'm working. And uh, it's been a couple of years that I'm in Korea. Yeah. That's don't, it. Don't restrain your voice. Like yeah, you like, I just don't know loud, what else know? to say. Okay. Okay, you come from Latin America. Oh, yeah, true. Oh, yeah, I should say that. I always say, like, I'm Isabella from Venezuela, and my name rhymes with my country. Oh, nice. <laughs> but, like, I don't know why I forgot that. <laughs> okay, so uh, you're from Venezuela, and Sandra? Uh, yeah, I'm Sandra. I'm from Switzerland. I'm doing my final uh, semester here. In Korea, um, I've only been here for like about two months now, um, so still relatively new. What made you guys come to Korea in the first place? I was always wondering, like, I'm asking the same question to many people and I always hear different answers. Okay, well, at least for me, I always, because I always, Korean people always ask me this, and I usually say, um, I came to Korea because I went to Japan first. (laughs) Um, I was an exchange student in Japan, and that was my first contact a bit with Korean culture. That's the first time I met Korean people, because I don't think there's many Koreans in Venezuela. Very few. So I never met a single Korean person. I never tried Korean food or anything back home. Um, So when I went to Japan, I made um, some really good Korean friends. And then after I finished my exchange, um, I traveled in Korea for like two or three months I went to Jeju, went to so many places. I really liked it. Um, It seemed like a nice country. And I always had this idea of doing my, like, master's degree outside Venezuela anyway. So I kind of found an opportunity to come to Korea. I got a scholarship, and then I'm here. Yeah, good. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Sounds like a really thorough plan, Yeah. (laughs) It's not as well planned as it sounds. (laughs) Like, it was... stumbling upon things but yeah now in retrospective it sounds like i had a plan i did not <laughs> um yeah for me it was actually quite similar motivations behind it so i was actually supposed to go to taiwan on exchange um but that didn't happen due to COVID, so i had to look for alternatives and i stumbled over south korea which uh i didn't really consider before i uh, don't know why um, but it seemed to be a great place, as in my previous exchange, I met like people from Korea, got along with them really well, um, and yeah, just just wanted to go to Asia, so Taiwan thing didn't work, um, Korea seemed like a great alternative, also COVID uh, is, is not such a problem here, that, that was also part of the motivation, I would say, um, and yeah, I'm really happy with, with that position so far. Yeah, really good like con- country for during COVID. I was like um, in the beginning of COVID, uh, I was back in Kazakhstan mm-hmm. on vacation, and my parents just said told me like maybe you should take a semester like a gap semester, you know. And I was like, no, I actually believe in Koreans because I think when COVID comes to Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan is not gonna handle mm-hmm. it, and Korea I think is gonna handle it, mm-hmm. even though there were numbers like nine thousands of patients and everything. I was like, no, they're going to handle it. Mm-hmm. And I just took the shot and like went to Korea. And when I came, COVID came to Kazakhstan and 
people just got like I don't know. It was so it, it was such huge trouble, and it is still in Paris. And so I was like, yeah, good decision. Yeah, <laughs> good no. decision. I had I a think... similar experience actually, because I like a year ago I was traveling in Europe. I spent like a month there, and when the breakout happened in Daegu that all the cases started like really rising in Korea like end of February last year I was in Europe and I was really thinking like oh should I just like stay here with because my sister lives there so like oh should I just stay here with my sister a bit longer should I go back to Korea like my parents didn't want me to go back at all but in the end I was like yeah, actually I think Korea is gonna be safer in the long run like yeah, like yeah. I know Very this likely. is when this hits Europe it's gonna be worse um and that was also, I think, a good choice for me. Yeah. So far, like, I think, yeah, and especially, uh, I mean, I feel comfortable here. Mm. Much more comfortable, to be honest, than back in my home country. Not to offend Kazakhstan or anything, <laughs> like, but I feel comfortable here. And, um, yeah, but uh, for five years, uh, that I sp- uh, almost five years that I spent here, I, I actually spent, like, four and a half years in dormitories. Mm. And... Uh, Basically, it's like ninety percent of all my time, even more than ninety percent of all my time spent in Korea. I spent in dormitories. I lived in dormitories, and I even have a friend that lived, uh, that still lives in dormitories, and he's like, he spent all the time in Korea, uh, in dormitories. And uh, for you, like, how? What was your path to living here? Did you experience many like housing? Uh, no. Um. Where Where did you live before? I've had. I mean. So I've been, like, in and out of Korea a couple times. I first came here for a year, then went back home, then came back for my master's. So the first time I was here, I was just... I had a Korean friend who had, like, an extra room. She was kind of renting for Airbnb. So she just let me, like, rent that room, and she gave me, like, a nice discount because I was her friend. So I think I had an unusual experience because a lot of the... Back then, I was just taking Korean classes, and all of the other foreign students... A lot of them didn't have any experience or chance to like live with a Korean person, actually. So mm-hmm. that was interesting for me. It was really nice, um, but I only did that for like six months, and then I moved to kind of a guest house, and that was really nice, actually. Like I know guest house can change a lot, but that one was like very kind of chill atmosphere. No one really cared too much about anything. It had like a big living room with a big like projection screen so we could watch movies and stuff it was mm, really nice just like we do here right? kind of in yeah Singapore. kind of okay. kind of so i like that i think that was a key element for me when choosing this place it's the fact that it had so many common areas like to yeah. me like i also live with a like roommates like in the same room when i was in the dorms because i before this i was living in the university dorms and uh yeah, living in the same exact room can be tricky because if people have different sleeping schedules and they yeah, snore or whatever, it's hard. Yeah. But I also don't like to live totally alone. Like, I don't know if it's just part of my nature. Like, I'd rather be in a place with, you know, everyone has their own room. That's nice. But in the end of the day, there's someone you can yeah, talk to. to yeah, yeah. Like someone who's like, oh, yeah, at the end of your day, you're tired. Like, oh, yeah, how was your day? And I don't know. Yeah, share, food. <laughs> share, share food. So share that food too. Yeah. yeah. Or you never know for an emergency. Mm. Like, I think like the uh, Ecuadorian guy, like one week after he moved or something, one day I had like a really low blood how do you call that pressure no glucose like Uh, like my sugar went really down and i was like super dizzy and i didn't know what was going on and i think i was about to faint and then he like ran downstairs to get me chocolate 
So that's what I mean. Like it's it, I don't know. There's something with um, that comes with sharing with other people that I to me it's not worth it leaving alone. So I think this was a perfect place for that. Cool. And Sandra, I remember you stayed in um, in an apartment, right? Yes. Yeah. It was also like a like a shared house, uh, three people, but it just um, yeah, it didn't turn out as expected. You know. Um, I I had some calls with them and, and it was like yeah we we share a lot together like uh, do some stuff together. This was then just not the case. Also like location wise, um, found out that yeah Hongda is definitely the the place to be. I also have a Swiss friend who studied here for a year and she told me like yeah look for something close to Hongda, uh, or or then at least a, a subway close by. So I then decided, like, yeah, I'm not not really happy with this place, and better gonna gonna change something. Um, yeah, like uh, Isabella said, I also wanted to live with somebody, especially given that I'm only here for a short time. Yeah. Um, of course, like shared apartments can be a good thing, but also a bad thing. Like I have mixed experiences in the past. Um, but yeah, this this place, I'll works uh, great I think everybody respects each other definitely very important um, yeah those, those were just kind of like but what made you initially like saying that man I don't want to live with those people so was there any tension between you or just you didn't like the atmosphere or was it like it, it, it wasn't really uh, tensions but also that uh, place is I mean, Hongda is a vibrant area, even right now, uh, yeah, due to so COVID, it's it's like enough going on, many restaurants and everything, and at that place, you just didn't have that, and I mean, I came out of quarantine two weeks, so you're kind of like keen to explore and stuff, mm -hmm. but um, this place just, yeah, didn't really, uh, yeah, m matched my ideas so well, so us. Okay, I'm gonna gonna check something else. Like worst case, I just stay there. It's it's not that bad. It it would work out, right? But why not change if you find something better? Yeah, you have to like even given your uh, circumstance that you stay here for a short duration of time. Mm -hmm. You just wanted like some more yeah yeah right experiences, right? Exactly. Yeah. I think I wanted to. I like I wanted it back in the in the dormitories too because I was staying in the Yonsei dormitory, and that was. Like really cool. That's really good. Really good facilities and everything. Good furniture. But I just didn't feel like living with another person is what I want mm -hmm. because we had different schedules and I'm mm -hmm. more like a night person, you know, nocturnal mm -hmm. thing. <laughs> night owl. Uh, yeah, working at night, playing games at night, and you know. And so I felt so uncomfortable staying with someone else who was like, I want to study, you know, man. But especially mm -hmm. because I stayed in with Korean uh, students, they are so like. I don't know. Um, they're so respectful. Yeah, they and don't. They, they never tell you. They don't impose anything. Yeah, they like, don't tell, tell you. Like, Come on, stop doing that. I don't like it. They're just like, okay, I'll take it to my part. Um, endure it a bit and everything. And I really respect this culture, but at the same time, I didn't feel like really comfortable about that mm. because I I told many times, you know, you can turn off the light when you feel like I'll be like really silent, try to be silent. But uh, the guy was just like, oh, probably he needs the light, so I'm not going to switch it off. Mm. And that was so yeah. uncomfortable for Yeah, me. that's one yeah. thing I've learned about Korean culture. It's There's a lot of, like, 
thinking about what the other person wants yeah, and without yeah. saying anything, right? They're very like they're very, yeah, it's very like they're very yeah. There's no translation for that word, mm. right? It's like this sense of like understanding what other people want, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, but you don't communicate everything. Everything is kind of like yeah, secret codes. Sub- it's like all implicit. <laughs> yeah, it's like a sub. It's not directly communicated, so True. it yeah, it can happen. So for me too, when I came to this place, I was like, okay, so many chill people here. And when I first came, remember, like there were three people sitting, mm. and I was like, wow, if they do like meet and see each other every day and talk, then probably I would like to because even though I I'm more like you know yeah, like, you stay <laughs> here, yeah, stay there and just don't do anything like outside, but. Sometimes I do hmm. need some communication, as hmm. all we, uh, as as we all people need. Yeah, I think yeah. that day as well. It's not. It's not like we meet all and have dinner together all the time at yeah, all. Yeah, it, yeah. That was just like a coincidence. But when it happens, it's nice. Like yeah, sometimes it like, just happens yeah. that our schedules kind of line up, and someone's eating, and the other person brings food, and we just just like chatting or talking or yeah, it's. It's refreshing, you know? Yeah. And this place, like, compared to so many Korean places, actually has, like, a very big living room, very big actual kitchen. True, true. <laughs> Not just, like, true. a little thing in a closet, yeah. no. Which was also important for me, actually. When I saw the fridge, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I have space fridge. to you don't see, put ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and for me, actually, uh, the landlord, Lucy, was also a factor because mm. um, I-, I was late. My phone died on the way. So I had to charge it somewhere. Uh, so I felt so bad. Um, but um, it, like she was completely understanding and told me not to worry about that and just explained me everything. This was also at the last place I I went to. Like I had to ask for everything. You know, do you maybe have like the Wi-Fi password or can you give me like the key card for the door? Like it was like yeah, if somebody moves in, I find it nice if you explain the person a little what's what's mm. going on and stuff uh so that that was that was really nice and i immediately got a good feeling like okay mm. she's actually caring about the sit- living situation um of of uh of yeah, us so yeah. she met me also and uh she was so i don't know kind mm. <laughs> yep. yeah this kindness is uh hard to find i these days, especially because she speaks English mm. and she speaks like I don't know Spanish and French, uh, yeah, French, and, and like yeah, mm. but yeah, definitely. When I stayed in other guest houses, mm. I'm not sure if that counts, but I um, went to many guest houses like up to 10, I think 10 mm. to 15 guest houses and stayed there for a short duration of time. But the people there, uh, they usually like, okay, you speak some Korean and this is this and this is that, you have some rules, everything, okay, good. And I'm yeah. like, okay, good. But Lucy is like, yeah, if you need anything, you need tell me. And I'm like, I yeah. need anything. And she brings the hanger. And I'm like, I didn't really know that I need the hanger. Yeah. I'm like, okay, thank you. And yeah, then she same. says, like, like, oh, oh do you, you probably need, need a bigger table. And I'm like, I didn't really think about it. I mean, I wanted to buy, but on my own. Like, you know, yeah. buy myself, you know. And she's like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Mm. She bought the table. The next day, mm-hmm. and the next day I had a table, even though I didn't really ask for it. Mm. That was really fascinating for me. But I guess we get lucky with the Lendo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I don't yeah. think that's... I mean, there's people like that, but it's not common. That's what I was like in the dormitory. 
I mean friends. Mm. I had to go out somewhere to to see someone. Mm. And here I'm just like mm. okay, can we meet on Saturday? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. No, it's 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 important to to have good roommates. Like in the U.S., I had also it was really nice rooms and everything, but um. I just had like a completely different schedule from the other people than they they were like gaming like mm. usually Call mm. of Duty mm. until like three four o'clock every night and that's what you play that's like what that. you play right yeah that's yeah the, the, the thing is I don't hear you but there mm. they had this really good sound system mm. right mm. so you try to sleep and you feel like in World War and, and they're not like yelling like go go go. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, no, no, no. Th- there were times like, like screaming into the microphone. Yeah, there were times like one was yelling, and then and he's like, "Sorry, Sandro." <laughs> I'm like, "What the hell?" So it's kind of like the cats. Yeah, that way, wake me way up worse. Like... I love the cats. I mean, that's nothing. But not as, <laughs> they woke me up. So You've never like... been woken up by the cats, like no, mating. Really. Just like one time, maybe I I heard some meow, but that was. Oh um, no! They woke me up several times. Yeah. So. I then changed and moved in a different one, and the people were the complete opposite. They they would usually stay in their rooms, which is also not perfect if you yeah. want to hang around a, ri- a little. But it was totally fine for me. It was like I'm just glad that compared I get to that like other thing, night yeah. of sleep. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I always felt that because. Yeah, all my room is complained about me playing games because when I installed The Witcher three, mm. <laughs> I was like invested. <laughs> you know, playing till five a.m. Sure, mm-hmm. playing till like I I have midterms, but come on, <laughs> who cares about midterms? I have The Witcher three. Come on, that The Witcher really... shift. Yeah, I remember my roommate once just isn't that uh, game super long? In. It's yeah. If you want to cover all the content, it's super long. Mm. It's like hundred twenty plus hours. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but then my roommate walked in and like, Dimitri, can we please sleep? I have a midterm tomorrow. Mm. And I'm like, just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I need just to kill moment. this thing. No, I mean, I literally tried to kill one thing. <laughs> <laughs> but then it led to another like, thing and I another thing. Attempts to kill the to kill the demon demon or anything. And I was like, please, yeah. just wait for a moment. Just wait for a moment. This is why. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I cannot play games. Because that, that happens to I me, so I'm raiding, like... While raiding with another roommate. So it was... Do you imagine this? I'm playing to the Russian server. And in the middle of the raid, I was like... Guys, kill it. Guys, <laughs> play it. Yes. Yeah, but no. I, I, I couldn't <laughs> live with a person like in the same room. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah would, I, I would do that. That's yeah. why even though... But it's very common here, here in Korea. Even though there were some options for the spare room. Mm. I was like... Come on, no, no. Share the room with some other guy. Mm. I don't want it to, for him. Mm. Because for me, it's okay. I don't want it for that person. Because, you know, if we don't play games both, then it's not worth it. Yeah. No, it, it, even it, them. It even is, them. It's, yeah. it's, an, it's an effort to make it work. And I know because that kind of happened to me. Like, over the two years I was in the university dorms, I had three different roommates. So the first one, she was never there. She was always in the lab. So that was kind of nice because mm. it felt like I didn't have a roommate. <laughs> and then the second one, um, I think the first semester was fine. And then she joined a lab and she got really busy and she started coming back home at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Mm. So that sometimes would have... And she was just like 
you could see that she was stressed out. Mm. And because of that, she was careless. Like, I guess she's so stressed that, oh, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat ramen at 2 a.m. in the room. Yeah, you know. And then you get the smell of ramen, you know. Like, like it, <laughs> and you're so, diet, you know? <laughs> so it's that kind of thing where, like, um, even if I don't think she was, like, a bad person. Awesome. or yeah. But, yeah, okay, anyway, going back to my roommate <laughs> stuff. Um, so, yeah, that kind of stuff happens. Like, um, when you get stressed and busy with school and, like, it it you go into like survival mode like you only care about yourself yeah. so like and the same for me like if i needed a shower at 2am i would take a shower at 2am because that's what i need right now to stay awake to to do work so you it's really hard to like be considerate of someone else in the room true true when you're in that level so what i did for my last semester which was a bit of a i think like a risk like one of those things that could either go really well or really bad is that i moved in with my best friend yeah so it's one of those things like either this is gonna like really improve our friendship or we're gonna end up hating each other yeah um because <laughs> we applied to move in to the same dorm um and i would say the first couple months were tricky like getting to know each other's schedule and getting to know that uh, i think the main thing was like she would see that i'm upset or something and she would think it's oh did I do something wrong? And I would have to tell her, like, no, no, you didn't do anything wrong. It has nothing to do with you. I'm just stressed about school. It has nothing to do with you. Um, so getting to, like, a level where you understand that is hard. Yeah. And and getting to, like, you have to do sacrifices, no matter what. Like, I would easily stay up until 2, 3 a.m. She would go to bed at midnight. Mm-hmm. So we had to, like, compromise, okay, 1 a.m. Kind of works. Yeah. Like, but you can only do that if you're, like, constantly communicating and you actually care about the other person. So like okay, I'm will- I'm willing to like sacrifice these things. I'm willing to like maybe clean more often because she was like yeah. a very clean person Mind and, and yeah yeah. What's important for you right now? Yeah. What's important for me? But right that means that you have to care for the other person, True. right? Yeah. Like oh, I care for you because you're my friend, so I'm willing to do these changes. Um, and that's hard to do with just like any random roommate you get assigned. Um, yeah, but I don't know. There's like some stuff you would always do, right? Mm. No matter how close oh, no, for you sure, are, for sure. just try to be quiet when it's like later on or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Waking, waking up earlier than the roommate and then just crawling, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, not, not crawling, like just be silent. Yeah, but, but definitely. Everything. I remember my mates in the dorm, he used to leave the uh, door to the toilet, toilet door open. Oh, no, And <laughs> the light on. <coughs> So it was like in the like morning. When he was, was inside? <laughs> no, no, he was, he was leaving mm. early in the morning. Oh. And then leaving the door open with the light on. And I it thought... was like the beam of light <laughs> in my face. I thought you were saying that he left the door open when he was in the toilet. Uh, no, no, Which no, I thought was really that weird. Happen. That didn't happen. Because that would be a bit too much yeah. out of my comfort zone. I'm, so, I'm actually happy that I moved out from the dorms. Mm. I was actually expecting the last semester, I was expecting not to apply for the dorm. And mm. then uh, my like my friends and their, uh, everything, and everything was just like for applying to the dorm. No. And uh, then I decided, okay, yes. I have to apply for the dorm, but if they don't accept me, I'll be happy. Um, and then I just skipped I the deadline. And actually, I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> So it, like, it was one of those things like, okay, oh. I was unintentionally, unintentionally skipped the deadline. But then, mm. Ooh, mm. I don't have a choice now. Mm. <laughs> and the curfew, man, the curfew. Mm. Oh, you had a curfew? 
Yeah. That's one thing. I, n- I never had a curfew. Living with curfew is like it sucks. Mm. Not in Corona because in Corona you anyway you have to go somewhere like yeah, after th- 10 p.m. Things closed early. But be- before Corona it was like uh, I don't know decided factor. So mm. guys, I have a curfew. We either stay up uh, like until 5 a.m. or I just go now. Mm. <laughs> and everyone was like, okay, now what's the decision? <laughs> mm. yeah. And then the chill guy comes in. Oh, I live in the outside, you know, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I had not, I never had that in Korea. I think my dorm was, my dorm was pretty special in that sense. Like, I think dorms in Korea tend to be like separated by gender and they have curfews. Mm. My dorm was not like that. They also have like, like a we... separate room or not. Separate toilet, yeah, and shower or the common shower. I mean, for us, we had each each room had its own shower and its own Mm. toilet, so that meant on the same floor you you could have like uh, men and women. Doesn't matter, roommates and everything. Mm. But what about price though? Mm. I mean, uh, for the dorms, it was when I lived in Busan, it was really cheap. So we had like five hundred thousand dorms. So basically half a million for a semester, but mm. only for the dorm. And you can buy a meal plan for like additional 800,000. Mm. So 1 million, 300,000 for a semester. But here, 1 million, 500,000 uh, for just the dorm. So you pay additional mm. um, for the for food, like you buy it yourself. And uh, in Seoul, it's much, much more expensive. Did you have to pay like the whole semester at once for the dorms? Yeah. Oh. I think there was an installment plan, but I just did it. For me, I just paid it every month. Oh. Um. So for me, the dorms were. I think my university was slightly cheaper. I don't know. I would pay like two hundred thousand ish a month. So the semester ended up being like a million something. Mm -hmm. This is not too bad. Um, and the dorms were really nice. Mm, so yeah, this is definitely a bit more expensive than the dorms, but it's not yeah. that different. And I really think for like other places I've seen in Seoul, this place has a really, really good price. Because like I know um, many foreigners, they have this notion in their mind that apart from dorms, you can only live in one rooms mm. or an entire apartment. Mm. But that's not often true because many foreigners uh, many people they live in guest houses mm. um and they just rent the guest house like for months in a row i've mm. seen like some chinese students do that so when i went to airbnb guest house there were some chinese people who lived there for like long duration mm. so basically that was their room and they never abandoned it so they just lived and lived and yeah lived. it's like an airbnb and it's also an option and there was like another option. There is another option with the share house and some other options too. But uh, one room is really expensive. Is and I think the reason for that, I don't know if you're aware of this, maybe you're not. But in Korea, they have like very different apartment renting systems. They have a system called the Chonsei system, where it's like you put down like 100K or 200K dollars, <laughs> but then you don't pay rent. Yeah, and no, then and then at the end of the contract, a year or two later, you get that money back. Mm-hmm. So the way the owner makes money is that they take that money, use it for investments, and yeah. then they give you back your money. So if you have enough money to do that deposit, people like it because you don't lose money on rent. 
But that, of course, doesn't make sense for a foreigner who's just here, like, doesn't have any family to borrow money from in Korea or something. Yeah, I heard about it from my friend just recently. Mm. He said that um, in their apartment, they had the system for five, for five to ten people. They could live with uh, just the deposit. But the deposit was like $40,000. Mm. I think if you put that money into the bank, you basically get the rent as a percent. Mm. Yeah, my uh, my friend, Korean friend, who also has this setup, he told me it was originally implemented because there was high inflation. Mm. Um, so that was a problem. You would have to adjust the rent mm. to uh, compensate for that. So he explained to me that's why they did this huge payment at the beginning, pretty much, which um, is not like suffering under the inflation, right? Yeah. Um, so, so he told me that, but but also for me, I was there. There are places who charge a large deposit, mm. and I kind of tried to avoid that a little, just because I'm not familiar how things work here. Yeah. I mean, there are now there are countries, and you kind of have to forget about the deposit a little, mm. because um, it's just kind of custom that they will find maybe things that are need to be fixed or whatever. So, um. Just because I didn't know the customs here, I tried to avoid it. Mm. Even though I heard now over the time that it's it's not a problem, you get it back. But yeah, yeah, no, you get it back. But the other thing, the other thing that I like about this place, and I think a lot of guest houses, it's a bit more flexible. But a lot of those places where you have a deposit, um, not only is the deposit like substantial compared to other countries, like I don't know how it's in Switzerland, but I think in like. The places I lived in, it's usually like one or two months tops of your rent. So it's like, if your rent is 300, your deposit is going to be also 300 or maybe 600 at a maximum. Here's like 10 times, 20 times that amount. So that's already difficult for some people. But beyond that, you have a contract, right? So you have a contract with the place you're leasing for six months or for a year. And if you want to move before that... um, then you lose part of your deposit money. Yeah. So that so that's why this place is really nice because there's no deposit, but also it's just very flexible. Because same for me, like with the whole COVID stuff, I didn't know if I would move. I was also trying to look for a job. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna stay in this part of the city or go to another city even. Yeah, so like, I didn't want to put down like a, a deposit money and rent a place for a year somewhere even if i could afford it then it was like what if i'm stuck with that contract for a year and those are really hard i have friends who've like made a contract for a place and then they have some issues in that house and they try to move somewhere else and it took them and the only way for them to do that was to find someone else who would lease it from yeah, them yeah, yeah. and it could be really hard to do that's a huge problem mm. have so many friends could like had the same problem and also the problem with the deposit being taken because there was some minor, like you know, damages to the furniture, mm-hmm. even though they were there before. But the landlord just claimed, "Okay, it's your damages. You did the damage." Yeah. My friends just like said, "Come on, like it wasn't me." Yeah. You know? And but the deposit was taken, and uh, yeah, some money were lost. Was lost. Yeah, it so depends on the kind of landlord you have, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's just really it's just more complicated. So it's a barrier to Korea. It is. It is. It is. Because for foreigners, how do you live? Like, if, if you're not from the university and you cannot, cannot have your dorm. Yeah, it is. That's that's one thing I, I see a lot in Korea. Is like, I think because Korea didn't really get that many foreigners until recently. Um, 
like all the systems are really designed for Koreans. <laughs> like they, they it which makes sense, but um that means that a lot of these things, like I said, like if you need to put down that huge amount of money, like all the friends I've met, my Korean friends are always like, Yeah, they got like their parents gave them some money and then their cousins gave them some money. Like all the family put money together and then there you have your hundred K to put down like the Chonse deposit, right? So it's like if you don't have a system like of your family or of a lot of people surrounding you that can loan you that money and help you, um, it can be really hard. And even if you actually get a loan from the banks, I think a lot of them don't give loans to foreigners for housing or if they do, the interest rate is like way higher yeah. than it's it like, is for Koreans. So yeah, it's not really, like you said, it's kind of a big entry. <laughs> it's a big, uh, it's a big barrier if you don't, if you actually want more, like a place that is yours. That's I think the notion in their mind is that Come on, like, if you're from a rich country, it's not a problem. <laughs> and uh, then I come from Kess and then, like, 5 million won is basically a yearly salary for some people yeah. in Kess. Oh, that's like a 10-year salary for people in Venezuela. Yeah, like, <laughs> stop it. Yeah, yeah. 5 million won is, like, basically all the countries below, I don't know, tier 1 developing countries cannot afford it. But even then, even people, like, I've had so many friends who come from the US and come from Europe, and not everyone has, like, 5k or 10k, like, freely in their account either. Like, a lot of people live with their credit cards, or they live with, uh, they have debts for student loans or whatever. Like, not everyone has, like, just 10k sitting around waiting to be, like, used for a deposit, you know? So, even if you're from a, a developed country, that doesn't guarantee you're going to have that kind of money around. Because you're not prepared. That's the yeah. thing. Like, you're not expecting that you're going to need that much money True. to just yeah, rent a place. Yeah. So. The lowest I found was, like, 2 million deposit. And that was a, really a hot potato. <laughs> Everyone was like, can I... Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone was like I, running I for it. Yeah. Deposit, you know, million is just so low. And I think I saw places with like a million deposit. In Seoul? Yeah. Is it possible? It is possible, but it's it. not common. But yeah, it's, it's, I've it's seen really places uncommon. like that. I feel it's like. I think those are places that already they're kind of catering towards foreigners. To be yeah. fair, there's I think there's some people who have noticed that foreigners have all these uh, difficulties. So I think there's some like agencies that are trying to like actually provide some kind of housing for foreigners yeah so those do have like the deposit system that is a bit lower and stuff like that but then again the rent for those places is usually a bit high and what 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 i also saw is that you have different options so you make for example one million Mm. deposit but your rent is gonna be slightly higher oh, than yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and if you make like ten million deposit the, the rent mm-hmm. comes comes mm-hmm. down. So with the with the balance. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I think this yeah. system definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it does, it does. Yeah. So it's a bit of a flexibility. But oh I think it uh, to me it feels like a protective measure, you know? Against mm-hmm. some scam mm-hmm. some you know, some bad people. Mm-hmm. Uh, also like the insurance system that was applied. Before it was like you just pay, I don't know, a hundred thousand one for half a year, and then you have really huge discounts. And that's why many students from, many people just applied for Korean language courses. Yeah, they got accepted, and then they get treated. Um, they got the medication and everything. Mm. They get the huge discounts and everything. Yeah, of course. And then they go back. So this new health insurance system was like, an security measure. 
mm. against those, sorry, protection measure against those kind of mm. foreigners. And I think the Hojungum, the deposit, is also some kind of protective measure. Yeah. So not, not to, you know, not to see that some foreigner just stole your fridge. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that would be hard to take on a plane. Let's <laughs> imagine I mean, stealing a fridge. Like, some foreigner just came into your house and you're like, um, okay, like you have no deposits. I'm really friendly to you, you know. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like uh, everything. And the foreigner says, yeah, I love Korea. And then suddenly just steals a fridge. And like, hmm. I, I like it. Uh, steal a fridge? <laughs> I, I would think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but it, it feels here um, you have uh, cameras um, mm-hmm. in many places and then uh, as a foreigner you have the ARC, right? Yeah. So I think um, the landlord has some, some kind of security mm-hmm. um, if, yeah, if he makes copies of the papers and stuff. But but I can definitely see why they're asking for a deposit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I understand that it's just for someone who's not. It's I mean, it's not just with the housing; it's with everything with Korean culture. Like it's a culture that has so many, like we talked earlier, so many things that are kind of left unsaid. And there's like a lot of social codes and things that you don't really get to understand unless you grew up here. So for anyone coming from abroad, no matter where you come from, like you're just gonna like kind of run into some walls. Not because they're trying to keep you out, just because, yeah, just yeah. because that's the way the society is, and and culture is really different. Sure. Yeah, and there's gonna be some barriers for sure. But I don't know, like, okay, I I this is just me, but I you were saying Seoul is more expensive than Busan and stuff, and I but I think housing in Korea is not that bad. I mean, yeah, I think owning a house is super hard. Yeah, it is. But I think rent. It's not that bad. It's not that bad, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've heard things from Switzerland. And I've heard, like, I used to live in Chicago for a bit. And, like, you couldn't, like, for a thousand dollars, you get, like, a sad basement that has, like, a crooked floor, you know? (laughs) Like, 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 here with that kind of money, you could get, like, a really nice one room in a really nice place. So, sure, compared to Venezuela and other countries, it is. Yeah, it's expensive, but I think rent and so is not that bad it's not that bad. for how for where the country is yeah, I, I don't I know that's from, just my that's Kong. just my impression mm-hmm. yeah like if you compare with some other countries um for a month. from some cities in the u.s or yeah i don't know how it is back home for you but if you think rent here is like expensive or not or um, what it is it, it, it feels like in many countries it depends on the city a mm. lot uh, but I think you mentioned Hong Kong. If you, if you compare it to cities like that, I, I guess uh, Seoul is still quite affordable. I, I'm, I'm assuming prices are rising. I haven't really looked into that. But, but as of right now, I think it's it's reasonable mm. um, and way more affordable than in other cities. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Seoul also, because it's such a big city, it really depends where you go. Like, there's neighborhoods where it's really affordable and then if you try to get a house in like Gangnam or Chamsi sure. like no <laughs> like it's this sad one room is gonna cost you like 1.5k <laughs> also is expensive much more expensive also so. and, and I guess it's hard to get even a, an apartment there right mm. it, it's it's yeah. expensive but 
you don't it's even get in sometimes. Demand, yeah. It's hard. It is there. So in Gangnam, you have to share. What would be the cheapest? I I'm areas sure. here. Yeah, the cheapest areas. I think. I mean, when I was looking for places, I think the places that seemed to be cheap were like Shilim, because it's an area with a lot of students and a lot of people who just come to Seoul for study. Yeah. So, like, it's called what they have done, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that area is generally cheap. There's a lot of old houses, so people just kind of rent a room in an old house. Um, and then I think like Terim and in Shindurim and that kind of like the west-ish side of Seoul. Yeah. Um, what would you say about Eljiro? It's cheapish. Hmm? I think it would be because it's kind of right next business to area. a business yeah. area. So anything that is close to business areas um, are usually, yeah, quite expensive. I didn't really check there, but I think it would be. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing for sure. But yeah, the share house concept is... Honestly, I think even for Koreans, it's kind of new. Like, I don't think this was a thing that many years ago. But now it is becoming a thing. I'm seeing kind the of share houses. Goshi one would be traditional. The one would Do you know what a Goshi one is? Uh, I think so, yes. The Goshi one is like the lowest you can Tier. <laughs> level one. So noob level entry. One, one. So if you live in Goshi one, it's really bad. If you live in Goshi Tel, it's slightly better. It depends on Goshi Tel, but... Like sound isolation is just impossible there. Sometimes you don't have yeah, you can, heating. You can whisper and everyone can hear you. The then, that oops. guy who moved in, he used to be thinking of Goshi One or something, and they didn't even have heating during winter. So it was That's like insane. That's insane. Yeah. Well, that would be I don't know guest house living. Like living in a guest house is not that. It's not that. Mm. But the sound isolation again is a problem. Yeah. And then what would be next to you? You. probably a share house share house yeah then a one room and again Maybe it's gonna depend like there's some overlap between guest house and share houses i saw a share house in gangnam uh, that had like i mean i really liked it because it was close to the my climbing gym so i was like oh i'm just gonna be like five minutes away but um then i saw and like the rooms they had was like one room with like eight beds inside a room yeah. you know the ones that were even slightly affordable and even that room with like 12 or 8 people in the same room would be like 600 700k a month just because it's Gangnam. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so so yeah, it's like that to me it's crazy. For that price you could get a one room in in, in you know Guro or Chindorim. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah. So there's a, so there are share houses that are, feel more like a guest house in the sense that you're still going to be in a room with like 10 people. <laughs> uh it really really depends on every place. I would prefer living in some like Farther away, mm. but like cheaper and yeah. some you know s- some space for yourself, personal space, rather okay. than living like really close to the place and sharing the room mm. with ten people. Because uh, you know it doesn't cover. Uh, you, you, you can you can just travel by train. That's, I agree. That's, that's the one thing in Seoul. In like like way. transportation is so good. Uh, thank you very much for your time today, Isabella and Sandra. Mm. Um, there were there were some wonderful insights, <laughs> valuable things to know about housing in South Korea, and I I'm glad uh, that you shared your experience with me and with our viewers. Um, and um, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah. Thanks for your attention. Um, please subscribe down below and leave your comments about your experiences in housing. And see you again in Malaysia. Bye. <laughs> so, yeah. That's yeah. How it works.